Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Hello, football fandom. Welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me, as always, is Anthony McCassick. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Well, we got week four in the books now, and I made some mistakes this week. But, you know, not unrecoverable in the future, but hey, you know what? It happens. How about you? You you can't get them right all the time, right? And, you know, so... When it comes to fantasy football, you just make the best plays you can. Oh, you know, one of the things that I learned early on is always start your studs. So a lot of people want to yep. get cute with matchup plays and things like that. You got to remember always start your studs and just you're going to have your up weeks, you're going to have your down weeks. At the end of the season, you just need to make the playoffs. Yep. Injury potential made me nervous this week, but thankfully the rest of my team gave me a little more confidence that they'll be able to pick up the slack. But we'll get into some more of that later. We've got our show for you today on our regular news, notes, and injuries, our studs and duds, our waiver wire picks, our hold your horses candidates, and our hometown corner. But before we get to the rest of the show, we have a question came in for our, our mailbag segment. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we have a question here from James. Thank you, James, for sending that in. Send it through us via email, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. Well, James asks us, hey, shy guys. What is going on with this rookie running back class? None of these guys have been tearing it up like some of the past high draft capital rookies. Do we need to worry about Jonathan Taylor and Edward Zilaire? Can we talk about this, please? Well, hi, James. Uh, Thanks for writing into the show. Uh, We appreciate all the questions we get. We're glad we could highlight one this week. Um, Yeah, so with the rookie running backs, yeah, you're definitely not super thrilled about the performances so far to date. I mean, Edwards Allaire was a high drafts capital in fantasy football drafts. Jonathan Taylor was pretty high up there too. And then you saw Marlon Mack go down early. So everyone thought Jonathan Taylor was just going to tear it up. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not looking as great as it, it could have, but to be honest with you, when I'm watching these guys, what I see is that they don't look like they're playing fast, man. They, you know, it looks like the pre not having a preseason, not having any preseason games. It looks like the, the limited training camp, these guys, it just—it looks like they didn't get the reps that they needed, and I think as the season goes on and they get more reps and they get more comfortable in the offensive systems and get more comfortable on the field, I think you're going to see them kind of start to find their grooves. And so right now I'm just saying it, it doesn't look like they're playing fast yet. Let them develop a little bit. Remember, these guys are rookies, and we had this COVID offseason, and so I think you're really starting to see the effects of it here. A lot of guys that you're seeing on new teams and a lot of the rookies, they're, just, they're, not, they're not quite ready yet, but they're good enough – they're so talented that they're still getting at least some stuff done in in a, in a game format, and so that's that's got to be at least encouraging. So no, I'm not I'm not panicking on these guys just yet. Um, I actually think they might be good trade for candidates because some of the owners might be getting a little bit exasperated with them. And so if you want to kind of offer out maybe lowball some of these guys, and you might be able to get them onto your roster and watch them blow up over the course of the season. These could be league-winning guys if if they really start to hit down the line. Going into mid-season is where we usually see most rookies really start to hit it, and so that's what I'll be looking for here. Um, I'm just not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater yet, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, there you go, James. Hopefully that helps you out 
progressing with your season. Now, James got in touch with us, like I said, via our email, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on our mailbag segment, there's other ways to get in touch with us. Leave a comment down below on the YouTube channel. Twitter. Or, or get in touch with us on Twitter yeah. at, at shyguysfootball. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Spread the word and bring in some more followers for us. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, we'll be... Uh, we're looking at hosting a uh, giveaway coming yep. up, so we're, we're we're trying to get the pieces together for that right now. We're we're, we're looking at possibly a, a hundred subscription giveaway or something yep. to that effect. So, yeah, help help us share the show, help us get some subscriptions up there, and we'll be we'll be rewarding you guys as a fan base as much as we can, as often as we can throughout the entirety of time. Yeah. We'll be doing this, so yeah. most definitely stay tuned for that. All right, let's talk some news, notes, and injuries. Sure. Starting us off, OJ Howard. Team fears torn Achilles. Yeah, and it looks like that's pretty much being confirmed at this point. Yeah, OJ Howard, he's he's done bunny for the season, man. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, here's a sad face for me. Nick Chubb, MCL injury reported. Doctors estimated he'll miss six weeks and should be able to return this season. However, we had a second opinion come in. Yeah, so if, if you guys aren't subscribed to the Pro Football Doc podcast or uh, website that he runs, this is a... The pro football doc is a former uh, team doctor for the San Diego Chargers, and he's been really active in the fantasy community over the last year, maybe two. And he's great. He gives you all the ad- analysis on every single player you need to know. Go look him up. I highly recommend him. If you're not in tune with him, it's a great fantasy football advantage. Uh, he was saying that he he's thinks at the MCL sprain for Chubb, he was expecting more about three to four weeks. And so we might even get less time of Hunt really dominating in his absence. And we'll, so we'll see what that's like. It, good news for Chubb owners, yeah. a little bit of silver lining here. I, I'm hoping that plays out that way. We'll see. It was, I was surprised to hear that because the other ports I was saying were, were all saying about six weeks or so. Yeah. So we'll see. <clears throat> all right, moving right along, we have Austin Eckler. Hamstring and hyperextended knee likely to miss several weeks. We've got Chris Godwin, non-participant on Monday practice, unlikely in week five. That's where we're at right now. Michael Thomas, a little more optimistic, should be back this week. So we're, we're, we're hoping for that. Uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, there's a chance, but it's unlikely with the short week. Yeah, with the short week. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Mostert and Jimmy G, we have... Quotes from Coach Shanahan, not real optimistic for Mostert and still not sure about Jimmy G. That's going to be determined based on Wednesday's practice and and how they feel after that. Yeah, I think Jimmy G was trending up. And so I'm kind of expecting him to play Mm -hmm. this weekend. And so (laughs) thank goodness if you're a 49er fan, right? (laughs) Uh, Okay, we've also got Julio Jones, unlikely in week five. Mm. Uh, Devontae Adams... um, after a bit of a passive-aggressive tweet, uh, Packers held off and taking a chance. Even though things were trending up, they didn't want to take the chance, probably for the best. Um, we have Texans firing head coach Bill O'Brien. That's a big one. Yeah, I mean, we kind of saw that coming. Adam Gase and Bill O'Brien. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dan Quinn will be on the hot seat as well. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. All right, when, uh, we've got Tua time quickly approaching yeah i mean they're all this was i I, no joke on nfl.com this was an actual article ryan fitzpatrick will start week five (laughs) thanks i okay i I think that just speaks to yeah i think two a time is coming up man yeah for sure um the the team who shall not be named uh benching haskins and will be starting kyle allen yeah the washington football club making that transition uh Haskins has just not been getting it done. Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen, this might be good news for uh, Terry McLaurin owners. I mean, not that he was doing too bad before, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Stephen Gilmore. Test- Stephon. Sorry, Stephon Gilmore. Sorry. Gilmore. I'm reading these quick. Uh, <laughs> test positive for COVID, uh, which really just applies to Jerry Judy. Yeah, with New England having the bye week following the Broncos game, I don't really think that um, – Gilmore's going to miss too much time here. And so, yeah, if you're a Jerry Judy owner and he's healthy, I know he's been banged up a little bit lately too. So if he's healthy and ready to go, that's got to be a big relief for because you really need to start Judy if you have him, if yeah. he's healthy. 
And a late addition to our list here, um, Mike Evans' high ankle sprain is what we're hearing. On yeah, the reportedly that he's played th- he played through it uh, during the la- last week's game. So uh, keep an eye on Mike Evans. He might he may not be available going into next week or uh, this Thursday against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as with all as with all injuries, keep an eye on them constantly because you never know what's going to change from day to day. You know, injuries happen in practice too, so don't mm-hmm. just think that you know because your guy made it through last week's games without you know unscathed. You know, look at Alan Lazard. Right. He, was, he was a late week, you know, uh, issue with that, that core muscle injury. And so, you know, always keep track of your players at all times. You know, things change in a moment's notice. Yeah, for sure. Well, that'll do it for this week's news, notes, and injuries. Moving right along, we have our week four studs and duds. And another impressive quarterback week this week coming into week four. Yeah. Leading us off, Dak Prescott, 38.28 points. Wow. That's a lot. 41 of 58 for 502 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he's been tearing it up all season, man. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, We've got another name that football fans will be familiar with, uh, Tom Brady. The GOAT. Coming in at 33.46 points, another fantastic week. 369 yards, five touchdowns. That's, That's some good production. Yeah, solid candidate for a king of the moment this week. To getting it done like that at this age... Man, you, yeah. you got to give it up to the legend. Yeah, definitely impressive. Uh, we've also got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Teddy Bridgewater with big weeks, all coming in over 25 points, but also on that list over 25 points. And this will be this week's king of the moment, top fantasy performer candidate, Aaron Rodgers. And when we say top fantasy performer, we don't just mean the most points of the week. We're talking about the guy who did everything he needed to do when it needed to be done and has really been showing up for the team. And this week we saw an Aaron Rodgers playing the way Aaron Rodgers played in the past to make that name a household name. Yeah, man, the the one true king, right? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting it done like a legend. Um, the past couple seasons, you know, he'd been a little bit down. Uh, it almost looked like he was just about finished. Yeah, he is... <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> um, he's been getting it done this season on on a level like like a man possessed. You know, it almost looks like the the makings of like a twilight season to me. Like where he just wants to go out on the biggest yeah. note possible. You know, I, I did see a comment from him uh, where he was talking about his down seasons are career years for other quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> showing off the little uh, Rogers arrogance there. And but I mean, he's, he's right. not wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, not he's, wrong. He's, he's he's not wrong. And so yeah, with the way that with with. The weapons that he has that, that he's missing, right, and just continually getting it done the way that he has, we had to honor him with this one for sure. Yeah, he definitely, definitely earned the spot this week. Uh, continuing on with some quarterbacks in the 20 to 25 point range this week, quite a few players up here continuing the big point trend we've been seeing from quarterbacks this year. Justin Herbert, Sam Darnold, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr. Was that one breath? Yeah. <laughs> I may have Impressive. taken taken a well slight done. slight. <laughs> no, that was well done. Uh, yeah, just so many quarterbacks all over the place, man. I mean, it's it's really great for the streaming quarterback situation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And none of mine are on that list. <laughs> oh, Don't tell me you're not going to play Drew Brees every week. Uh, it's tough, man. But he's getting Michael Thomas back though. That's going to yeah. change things so dramatically. Yeah, I'm I'm never worried about it. Um, plus, fellow Boilers, so. I kind of got to give him the respect. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to die on a mountain, man, that's not a bad one to die on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. Moving on to our running backs of the week. And this first name on the list gives me a big sad face. (laughs) Joe Mixon. It was. mm. Yeah. So Joe Mixon coming off the the nice win against Jacksonville, getting Burrow his first win. 39.1 points. How'd that feel on your bench? You know, it was it was rough. I, I'll justify this. All right, it was it was the worries about the injury, the worries about a possible underperformance or leaving mid game, and I just didn't have the confidence there. And I had players I can play and play. I mean, my, my wide receivers are dependable, and especially mixing around some flex spots. I mean, I, I had DJ Chark in in a spot that otherwise would have been taken up by Mixon. I'm not disappointed with that, yeah. especially for you know 
confidence. Reasons. I mean, if Mixon had put up six points or nine points or, you know, single digits, right? But Chark had his week that he had. Yeah. How would you have felt having Chark on, on your bench with Mixon in the right, lineup? Right. That wouldn't have been fun either. Yeah, no, for sure. I remember uh, going, when I was going through the league this weekend, I was looking at everybody's teams and I, I saw that you had benched, decided to bench Mixon mm-hmm. going into the Sunday games and I texted you right away. Yep. Uh, the moxie on you for that. But you had the receivers to justify it, though. I mean, between Diggs, Cup, Chark, and who am I missing here? Now I'm trying to get – you're getting me confused yeah. between my, my, my dynasty team and my redraft Galladay. team. Galladay. Galladay. Galladay is the one you're missing. I mean, but, so with those four, and we we, we, we run a three-wide uh, receiver league, yeah. and so you got to start three wide receivers anyway to use the fourth uh, flex spot. You had Jonathan Taylor and uh, Nick Chubb going into the week. You didn't know he was going to get hurt, right? right? So, I mean, it is what it is. Because I, I wasn't going to bench Chubb. It was actually a, a pretty gutsy call, and I liked it. I liked it going into the week. But, you know. Um, that just goes to show, you know, you can you can think highly enough about one situation that you're going the right going to make the right move, and the players determine everything. The game determines everything. You You set your lineup and hope for the best, but nothing's a guarantee and and that's almost exactly why we have we don't have joe mixon here as our king of the moment for yeah. this week right because you can't just disappoint fantasy owners week after week the entirety of the season blow up when we can expect to be the king no right. it doesn't work that way man you got to earn that right exactly <laughs> now keep doing this for a couple of weeks and i'll change oh, my tune please <laughs> I'm hoping, i has yeah. him in dynasty <laughs> Uh, Dalvin Cook showing up with 27.6 points, 27 on the ground for 130 and two TDs. Dalvin Cook just continuing to get it done and be the reliable top 10 pick that he's, he was for you in the draft. Melvin Gordon showing up with 24.8 points, especially with that, that big run at the end of the game. Chris Carson coming up big for his owners in a game that he wasn't supposed to play. Uh, Carlos Hyde was a huge waiver wire addition for a lot of people, and it ended up Hyde was the one inactive, and Carson, after that alligator roll out with his knee last week, or two weeks ago now, puts up a monstrous performance, 22.5 points, man. He was over 100 yards. That is if we had a, a beast of the week segment, that would be it right there, <laughs> man. That's that, that's impressive. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, now, well, let me let me ask you something about Melvin Gordon right now. We're, we're, sure. we're coming up to at New England and then versus Miami and Kansas City. I mean, how are those looking for that? Those matchups looking for Melvin Gordon? Yeah, you know, Philip Lindsay is is back if I'm not mistaken, and so it, it's a little bit scary to trust Gordon. He's not. He's not as consistent as as a player. He's kind of been a little bit up and down. The offense has been up and down. They got quarterback issues. There's a lot going into this this mix here. I I still have him as a middling RB two with with upside though. On any given week, he really can blow up, especially in plus matchups. And so, I'm not excited about him against New England. And then Miami's okay. KC's got a strong defense. You know, I, I'd say middling middling RB two with upside is what you can treat him as. I'm not. Super excited about it, but I'm not overly terrified to have him in my lineup. Yeah, either. okay. And then rounding out the running back studs for the week, we have in the 19 to 20 point range, right? Uh, at that right at that 20 point cusp is uh, Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara, both eating the souls of fantasy <laughs> opponents and Lions fans. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Gibson breaking out with totaling 17 touches for a combined 128 yards and a TD on the ground. Mike Davis and Jarek McKinnon both paying off their rental agreements contracts for you. Kareem Hunt about to be the new hotness. Yeah. I am excited. It's it's looking good. Oh man, I have him everywhere. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's talk some wide receivers and to start us off right there. Odell. Odell Beckham, thirty five point nine points, five on eight for eighty one and two touchdowns, an additional two on the ground for seventy three and a touchdown absolute machine i was watching that game closely and every single one of those plays boy did he make them happen yeah it's the game i had on too oh, with the bears game being pushed back and uh man he was exciting he was electric to watch oh he? it was so it much like fun it, it, it definitely did i was is i he was back you think he's back well that's that's a question i have for you is this a time where you take this is he back who knows type of thing and try and sell high and if I, so Told that you you read my mind. That's exactly what I say. I say trade him now, right? Meow. Sell high on this guy because, in all honesty, I, th- I think this was a little bit more of the Dallas defense than it was necessarily indicative of what the 
Browns offense is going to be moving forward. Sure. They're still a running team. I understand Nick Chubb got hurt. Kareem Hunt is a true three-down workhorse. Now he's probably not going to get used completely like that. I don't expect Kareem Hunt to get actually get 20 touches moving forward. Maybe in the 15 to 20 range, hopefully. But, you know, I still don't see OBJ really being as dominant as he was in this game. I think that that was more of a symptom of the Dallas defense. It just... They are Swiss cheese and a half right now, man. It is incredible. I am I am all over every Giants player going into next week. Yeah. I mean after it, what we saw. It does prove it's he's still got it in him, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's it's definitely encouraging to see. And I'm not and I'm not saying sell him outright. Don't just get rid of him. But some of the um some of the trade targets I would be yeah. is sell up. You know what I mean? Trade up from him because with this big week that that might enable you to get a, a superstar that's more consistent that you don't you don't have to worry about when you see his name in your lineup you know what i mean the opponent's going to worry about obj either way because yeah. he's got that potential however you're always going to worry is he going to dud out on you right so why why not go after like a terry mclaurin maybe or you know alan robinson might be kind of like a same same i juju I think Juju's a name that you you might go after. Yeah, there's an interesting choice. It's very, very interesting because he's not... Juju isn't really... I think you can make a case that Odell should be ranked above Juju right now at this point of the season, and I would personally way prefer to have Juju on my team. Yeah, okay. Well, this isn't just the Odell Beckham week at the wide receiver position. We also have Amari Cooper putting up 27.4 with some impressive numbers, 12 for 16, 134 yards and a touchdown. The next name on the list I was very happy to see, as we discussed earlier, <laughs> DJ Chark having a fant- having having a Chark week. Welcome back. <laughs> Chark Tw- week. 25.5 points, 8 for 9 for 95, and two touchdowns. And then we've got some several players in 19-plus points this week. C.D. Lamb coming away with two touchdowns. We have Adam Thielen and Mike Evans doing their thing. Doing their thing. Doing their thing. Yep. And then we've got Tim Patrick. Will Fuller, Allen Robinson, and Traquan Smith. This is now back-to-back solid performances by Tim Patrick. 12 points in the week prior, 20.3 in this week. You know, considering the quarterback issues that they have, Tim Patrick's really stepped up as the other outside receiver opposite Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton down. So, yeah, I, I've been watching Tim Patrick for a little bit now, and it's it's getting close to time to pull the trigger on him, man. All right, and now for the the big guys on the field, the tight ends. And George Kittle... Wow. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> There's my Kittle. 30, 32.6. I mean. Yeah, with 32.6 uh, against Philadelphia, at 15 for 15. Uh, to be honest with you, he had another one, I think, too, that was uh, not. I'm not talking about the Hail Mary pass in yeah. the end zone, but he had another target that I think was I, there was a flag on the play or something like that, too. So 183 tar, tar, uh, yards and a touchdown. This is George Kittle show, man. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, in the season that he blew up, I think I want to say 2019, um, was that the Nick Mullins year? Man, um, I, I'm sorry, 2018. I think I said that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost <laughs> now. But in any case, the the George Kittle's first big year was with Nick Mullins at the helm for most of the season because Jimmy G had that big injury, right? And so with Nick Mullins in, that's totally encouraging that we still see this. Yeah. If we get Jimmy G back, I am. I'm definitely not expecting this every week anyway. So, But, yeah, now George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league for sure. Robert Tanyan, though, making his breakout, and he's actually a guy that was, uh, I think, reported to be like roommates with George Kittle at, at one point during the offseason. Um, 30.8 points in the game against Atlanta on Monday night, 6 for 6 on nine, for 98 yards and 3 TDs. Whew. But here's the thing. This isn't just a random one-off appearance. This guy is actually caught a touchdown and had six, over 60% of snaps each week for the last three weeks. Wow. This might be a guy that you can trust as a as a week-in, week-out starter moving forward. Now, he's got the bye week next week, so you're going to have to hold him through that, but I think that this is absolutely a guy to target on the waiver wire. For, st- for stuff like this, production like that, it's it's worth the stash. He might. I mean, he's basically walking into the Jay Sternberger role. So Sternberger, we thought was uh, a lot of people had them and had him as like the tight end, fifteen through eighteen, somewhere in that range, as one of those potential breakouts for Aaron Rodgers. With the, especially since the lack of targets there, they didn't really go out and draft anybody. They only brought in Devin Fudges, who's not even playing because of COVID. And so Jay Sternberger was an outside shot guy at tight end that we thought could definitely hit. Well, he struggled early in the season. He was dropping passes left and right, and so they really moved on to Robert Tanya and started giving him more of a shot. And 
over 60% of snaps each of the last three weeks, man. He's getting he's getting it done, and he's proving to be a reliable target for Aaron Rodgers. Look for Rodgers to keep this up, especially yeah, while his receiver scores are banged up. Yeah. Know? For sure. And then we have Mark Andrews coming in with 19-2 points. No no surprises there. Dalton Schultz, my boy. Uh, you know, it still makes <laughs> me sad about Blake Jarwin. <laughs> but 15.2 points, four receptions on eight targets, 72 yards, and coming away with another TD. He's got the Giants next week. Dial him up again. Yeah. Tons of excitement in our stud segment there. A lot sure. of fun stuff to talk about there. Not so much fun stuff to talk about in the duds category this week. I mean, I find it fun. <laughs> well, there's a couple of names that are kind of fun to point and laugh at. Sure. Yeah, you got you got to have fun with the poopers, man. Yeah, every, every now and again. Um, unless they were on your roster, and then it stings a little well, bit. Well, that just never happens. <laughs> All right, well, starting off with our quarterback duds of the week, Daniel Jones with only 10.1 points. Matt Ryan with his second week in a row of having a dud week this week, also with 10.1 points. Ooh. Uh, we've got Nick Mullins ending the night with eight points total in their 20 to 25 loss. Yeah, if you tried rolling him out as a streamer against Philly, that did, did not work out. Yep. Yeah, it, it happens. But he ended up getting benched in the third quarter. It was just was not a good game. Yeah, yeah. not a good one. Uh, we also have uh, Philip Rivers, Jared Goff, and Nick Foles rounding out the bottom of our duds. Uh, Jared Goff surprising against New York, coming off his big game in Buffalo, but only 11.7 points with 32 passing attempts. Uh, only 200 yards and the lone TD to Cuppy. To Cooper Cup. Your boy. <laughs> yeah. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Always. All right, moving on to our running back duds of the week, and we can give a little pass to the first one here. Yeah, we're going to give a pass to Austin Eckler here. He uh, he got hurt early, you know, no 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 grudges there. But the uh, Chargers' backfield, however, Justin Jackson with only three point one points on eight total touches for a combined twenty one yards. Um, he's going to be a big waiver wire target this uh, this week as well. Joshua Kelly with two point eight points on twelve total touches for thirty three combined yards. Not great, Bob. No, nope. um, you know it's. It, it speaks to the Tampa's defense, but it's it's got to be worrisome. I mean, the Tampa's defense shuts down running games. It's just what they do, right? So it's it's not really overly surprising in a game where Eckler got hurt. Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson both still struggled. However, they still have New Orleans next week, and so that's that's got to be a little bit of a pause. It's it's a little bit scary watching. Um, We'll see. If, you, if you're in a position where you have to start somebody and you're in a pinch, of course you can roll with Justin Jackson mm-hmm. or Joshua Kelly. I think Joshua Kelly would obviously be the preferred play. Um, but, you know, Tampa's defense just, wow. They just wrecked them. David Montgomery, beware. <laughs> uh, Jeff Wilson was most likely started in most formats with uh, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman still out. Only netted 2.4 points this week, though, after coming off a 20-point-plus week last week. Only 8% of snaps in this game. McKinnon with a whopping 92%. You just don't see that very often in San Francisco these days. Yeah, They are all about the RBBC, and this was nuts to kind of see. Keep an eye on that. I want to see if we see something like that again. I'm going I'm to leave a big question mark for myself there. To... Yeah, keep an eye on that moving forward. I I think that we can count that as a blip because we've never actually seen that mm-hmm. from them before. But, yeah, keep an eye on that moving forward. Kenyon Drake is definitely got to be a topic of concern. I think the biggest issue for here is his complete lack of involvement in the passing game. You know, we're at the point where I think we can attribute that lack of involvement to DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just kind of soaking up all the target share. But that's got to be concerning moving forward. I think at this point we absolutely have to kind of reevaluate where we have Kenyon Drake as uh, far as expectations go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he watching him play, he was struggling to get to the edge. He came away hampered with that chest contusion. Now he should should be okay from that. But either way, it's, it's worth rostering Chase Edmonds here at this point regardless because there is the outside chance that he can really start taking some touches away from Kenyon Drake. We did see Chase Edmonds get involved in the passing game last week, and it, it wasn't for the first time this season. Yeah. I think Drake is at two total targets at this point, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, that's at this point now through four games, that's a little concerning. And so keep an eye on Chase Edmonds. Uh, he might be... We might see a change in the guard. I'm not calling for it, but just based on the way things have been trending, it's it's interesting to see that they're going yeah, that there way. There you go, another keep keep an eye out. And then uh, real quick, I want to touch on this Rams backfield here, this uh, random merry-go-round as I'm continually <laughs> going back to every single week. 
you know, we had both horses stuck in the down position this week. Malcolm Brown with only 8.1 points on 14 touches, only netting 56 yards. After, you know, Daryl Henderson had the hot hand. Sean McVay was quoted as saying he's going to roll with the hot hand, so why didn't we see more Henderson? Everyone's asking the question. The answer we got wasn't a great one. You know, it was it was more so that that was just the game they wanted to run between the tackles, and Malcolm Brown's just kind of that guy for the team. But, you know, with Daryl Henderson on nine touches for 48 yards, this is this is why you have a hard time trusting this backfield because on any given week, anything can change. You have Cam Akers coming back soon to boot if he's not coming back next week. And so trade. Daryl Henderson, trade. If you can get, like, a Lev Bell, maybe even a Raheem Mostart, or like a Latavius Murray, I think those would be better and more reliable for your team. Lev Bell, I'm not huge on. I wasn't huge on coming into the season, but remember, he's coming off of an injury, right? He hasn't been being looked at. People probably don't want to, you know, they don't want too much capital to get rid of this guy. And so with Adam Gase on the hot seat, I firmly believe Adam Gase's time is not long in New York. And once that change happens, I would totally prefer to have Lev Bell on my bench than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would like to see what that looks like with someone else calling the shots. I want to see if they, Lev Bell goes back to being the tr- true three-down workhorse he used to be because I don't think anybody really understands why you know all these other running backs in New York were slated to get as many touches as they were with Lev Bell healthy. Yeah. So uh, that might be something to keep an eye on. All righty. Well, in our wide receiver category, we are starting to see a bit of a trend here with Marvin Jones just continually down only 1.4 points this week full of poopy yep yes indeed uh we've also got uh, anthony miller continuing his seesaw with 3.1 points against indy making him a tough start in any given week uh we've got uh Mike, michael gallup and preston williams with disappointing out- outings in plus matchups we've got ty hilton continuing to make me happy i never dropped him yeah i i've had him in the past and I could never put him in on the right week. It no. just, it was, he was up and on my bench. I put him in. He's down. Yeah. Those are the exact situations I try to stay away from. Yeah. And now we've got Tyler cold lockets instead of hot lockets. Uh, putting... well, nothing wrong with low hanging fruit, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's putting up a bit of a dud uh, with 4.9 against Miami. Not really too much to worry about here though. No. Uh, and we've got DJ Moore struggling to develop any kind of chemistry with Bridgewater at the helm. Is it time to start considering Robbie Anderson the number one here? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, I think at this point it's, it's pretty much proven Robbie Anderson is the number one target in this offense. And, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not out on DJ Moore. I, for whatever reason, he's struggling to develop any kind of um, chemistry here. And, you know, I, I, I think... I'm not ready to move on quite yet. Uh, I think he's a decent trade for candidate. Actually, I, I'm not willing to sell the farm to get him. But uh, well, who, you know, who would you give up to to, to get a DJ Moore? Who would you give up? Yeah, I think maybe if I could snake him for like a like a Manny Sanders or uh, even like a, if I'm going from the, if I'm running back heavy, I can give up a, like a Rojo, a Ronald Jones, or a De- even Daryl Henderson. We were just talking about. Um, I'd be willing to give up one of those guys to take a shot on DJ Moore. I think if I'm wide receiver needy and and pretty stacked at the running back position for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and okay. and rounding out our duds, uh, our tight ends. Yeah, Mike Kosicki disappointing here in his plus matchup against Seattle with Jamal Will, uh, Jamal Adams out. I'm sorry, excuse me. This was supposed to be a really savvy play this week, and we got a the dud end from the Fitz Magic show. You know, sometimes we get good Fitz Magic, sometimes we sometimes get bad. Sometimes he sparkles, and sometimes it fizzles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Though it is worth noting that uh, Devontae Parker had a did have a solid outing here. Uh, Higbeast disappointing with the rest of the Rams squad in this week, unless you were hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ertz and Henry both under five points. you got to be disappointed with Ertz at this point, but there's not a heck of a lot you can do about it unless you want to try to move them in like a package deal. Um, Jimmy Grandpa with no touchdowns this week, though it is worth noting he did get a lot of garbage time looks, and so you know he he's he still looks like someone that you can you can roll out there in a pinch for a tight yeah. end. Uh, he's certainly streamable. Uh, Noah Phantom, that's that's Phantom Phantom that that's Phantom Tom. <laughs> I got you. Okay, disappearing this get it because Phantom because he disappeared. We are just get, loading okay. this tight end segment with <laughs> with, with silly jokes. Uh, Phantom had six points this week on six targets, but only thirty five yards, which is not going to get the job no. done. They are really missing Locke right now. Um, 
And closing it out, we have Evan Ingram. Honestly, we can just call it the Giants at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's our week four studs and duds. Moving on ahead, though, looking forward to week five, we have a new segment coming to you. It's our Start, Stash, or Trash. And I'm going to throw some names at you, lightning round format. I'm going to give you the name, maybe the matchup if it's relevant, and I want to hear Start, Stash, or Trash. And just so you all know, the Start is obvious. The Stash, hang on to, and the Trash, get rid of. Ooh, okay. This sounds fun. Yeah, you ready for this? Ooh, All right. I'm excited. We're going to start off here. Watson versus Jacksonville. Start. Yeah, for sure. Start. Solid floor. Okay. Burrow at Baltimore. I'm going to, I'd be stashing in this week. I, I know the passing game is looking pretty darn decent. Boyd and uh, Higgins are sh- uh, shelling out right now, but uh, I'm going to stash him. Goff at Washington. Trash. You can trash. <laughs> trash Goff. I, I'm not trusting the Rams any more than I have to. Yeah. I mean, there's enough streaming options. That was that was an easy one. Uh, this one may be a little more difficult. Cam with the COVID and the bye in week six. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is a tough one. Uh, and this, I honestly, I can't answer this question yet because really it's going to depend on, the answer is going to depend on what happens this week. So if yeah. if Cam shows up with any kind of symptoms from COVID, regardless of whatever timing it was in this week, he wouldn't clear the COVID protocol to get back by the end of this week. And then you have the bye week I, in that case, I would still say, tra- uh, I'm sorry, stash. I would still stash him. I think um, I'm not a huge fan of rostering two quarterbacks unless they're two kind of big upside, low downside type of players. And then I kind of platoon them. And in that situation, I would definitely kind of stash uh, Cam Newton. But if he, if he's asymptomatic, he could play. Yeah, he could clear protocol and actually play this week. So keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, the Patriots. I forget who their matchup is, but I, I, it was a plus matchup. So you could definitely play him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wentz at Pittsburgh. Trash. Enough streamers on the wire. You yep. Need a... How about uh, Teddy in Atlanta? Start. Dial him up. <laughs> All in. There All we go. Through it. All in. That is some enthusiasm. All right. Daryl Henderson at Washington. Yeah. Uh, if you have them, I think you have to start them. Um, but this this is why you trade them, so that you don't have to have that reaction when you go to look at them, putting them in your, in your lineup. Yeah. Miles Gaskin at San Francisco. Uh, I'll, I'll stash him this stash. week. Um, you know, it's a lot of injuries in San Francisco, but I, I'm still not I'm, super not. I'm not super excited about it. Okay, this one I'm very curious about. Naheem Hines at Cleveland. It's a, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, man. I mean, well, I mean, looking at snap percentage. Yeah. No. I mean, looking looking at snap percentage is what scares me the crap off of him because you had he had fifty seven percent of snaps in week one, and that's when we really saw him. Like, wow, we weren't expecting to see right. this out of the Colts, right? Well, since then, he's only t- he's topped out at thirty five percent of snaps. So he's he's getting solid work but it's really more taking away from jonathan taylor than it is adding to his own individual fantasy value however after the kind of points we just saw cleveland put up against dallas you know they could be in a negative game script so naeem hines could get a ton of passing work however the the indianapolis defense i think it's like a top four unit right now so i don't necessarily think that we're going to really see things go that way um i'm somewhere between a stash and a trash man um in all honesty, I'm I'm okay not having him on my roster, but if I'm if I'm running back needy, I'll I'll stash him. Okay. How about Darius Slayton at Dallas? Uh, start him up. Uh, this is a last rock. If he doesn't prove it here, then he's he's going right to the trash. All right, a name we talked about a minute ago, DJ Moore at Atlanta. A start. Say same thing. Uh, I'm a, I'm attacking this uh, Cowboys defense with as many fantasy players as I can. Uh, I'm sorry, this is Atlanta. Um, I'm also attacking Atlanta's defense. So. <laughs> same, same. Uh, it, similarly to Darius Slayton, though, uh, yeah, DJ Moore, this is kind of a, a last hurrah thing. If he can't get it done here against Atlanta's defense either, I'm I'm looking to move him on the cheap. I probably wouldn't trash him, but I would probably look to, to fire sell. Yeah. yeah. Okay, T. Higgins at Baltimore. So, yeah, after after being a hold your horse, he, he continues to prove it. He continues to yep. get it done. A.J. Green continues to disappoint. And so at this point, I'm willing to say he's startable. Yeah, he's startable. Now, I would recommend stashing Joe Burrow, but with T. Higgins, you got to remember, A.J. Green's still in the field. He's going to mm-hmm. draw that coverage. Um, 
Tyler Boyd on the field going to draw that coverage. And so going against Baltimore as one of the, the lower end options in a, a target that Burrow likes to target. Yeah. I, th- I think T Higgins has, a, has, a, has some sneaky upside here even. And so he might get a ton of volume in this game. We'll Sound, see. Sounds good to me. Uh, Jarvis Landry versus Indy. I'm just going to, I'm going to limit here and just say stash trending towards trash. Okay. Yeah. Couple more here for you. We got Hollywood Brown versus Cincy. You got to play and pray. Yeah, you. If you have Hollywood Brown in this kind of matchup, you have to play him, and you're going to be praying. Yeah, for sure. How about uh, Hunter Henry at New Orleans? Yeah, he's trending down, man. Uh, Nine point eight, eleven point three, seven point five, four point nine. Week yeah. one through four. Yeah, those are not confidence-inspiring numbers, but no. it is New Orleans. No, that's that's a tough. I mean, it, it could be a high scoring affair, but I mean, how much do you really expect the Chargers to put up? I mean, Tyrod Taylor could come back this week, yeah, and so that's something to keep an eye on too. Justin Herbert has been getting it done though. He's interesting. He's very very interesting, and so I'm going to stash Hunter Henry if I can. There are some good streaming options for tight end this yeah. week. All right, and rounding out this list, Evan Ingram at Dallas. Play and pray, man. Play, Play and pray. pray. Excellent. Well, that'll do it for our. Start, stash, or trash. If you would like to have a matchup checked in our list in our lightning round for next week, make sure you get in touch with us. Send us some of those matchups you're wondering about for your start, stash, or trash plays going into next week, week six. But now it is time to go to the wire for some deep diver targets. And we're calling it deep divers because we are shooting today is Wednesday. So a lot of the first round of waiver claims will have been processed already this week. So what we're going to look at now is some of those other targets that may still be there, maybe have been forgotten about, maybe were missed, or you might be able to still snag later in the week as we get towards the game weekend. And starting off with our quarterbacks, I want to ask you this one. Daniel Jones against Dallas, a Dallas defense that has been just shredded all year. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm attacking. So I'm attacking this Dallas defense as, as much as I can. I, I'm sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. That was a really smooth trend. I want to give you <laughs> some props on that one, man. That was what really well, uh, really silky smooth. Um, Daniel Jones is a, a great play against Dallas. However, it is kind of playing with fire. Okay, you absolutely have the risk of being burned here. Um, going against this Dallas defense was what Baker just did to them, though. Yeah. It's got to be encouraging. And so if if there's a time to roll with Danny Dimes here, I, I think that this is it. He gets a little reprieve from this redonkulous schedule that he's been working with. Uh, following him for some streamers, I I have uh, the Magic Mustache Man, Gardner Mishu, against Houston. Uh, that's a complete plus play. Keep an eye on Jimmy G's status for Week 5 against Miami. He He really does have a chance to play here, and they desperately need him. Sam Darnold against Arizona. If he's good to go after that shoulder injury that he sustained now – it, it it sounds like he's got a grade one or two sprain, uh, almost the same injury that Drew Locke had. And it, I, th- I believe that this is his throwing shoulder. So Sam Darnold may not go this week. But if he does, Teddy B just carved up this defense on the ground. I I could totally, after, see, after watching Darnold last week, I could totally see him doing the exact same thing. So that might not be a decent play. That might not be a bad play with a pretty decent floor. Mm-hmm. He's got a good baseline, you know. Uh, following that, Herbert against New Orleans. I, it's a tough matchup, but this kid is interesting, man. If if you're in a pinch and there's really no one else available, if he plays, you can you can maybe roll out Justin Herbert as a long shot. You know, uh, the the issue is Tyrod Taylor may come back this right. week, and the team looks like they want to use him and they want to sit Herbert. I don't know why Herbert is playing hard. He wants this job. Yeah. Can you imagine the backlash though if Tyrod Taylor loses his job <laughs> due to an injury from the team doctor? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, that would be. That would that would sting a bit. That would. <laughs> lawsuit is that is that a thing? Is that possible, man? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so you've got some quarterback stream options there. Yeah. Um, looking at our running backs, we do have a name that's coming off the IR in Lev Bell. Yeah, Lev Bell coming off the IR. You know, I don't expect too many teams to have dropped him, but with all the injuries and then some of the COVID mess with the, the Steelers and the Titans, you never know. Check yeah. check your waiver wires. Lev Bell might be floating out there and nobody noticed, you know. 
Uh, Dearness Johnson, another popular pickup this week. Very much trending upwards right yeah, now. Yeah, very much trending upwards. He might not even be available. He might have already been picked up. But take, take a look, see, see, if, see if you can get him. Now, I'm not expecting giant things from him, but should Kareem Hunt go down? Yeah. You know, don't forget that we still have Hilliard on, on, on the Browns team, and they're going to use him. I, I expect Hunt to get the majority of the workload, and then uh, Hilliard and Dearness Johnson to kind of mop up the the – the spelling that they're they're going to do. I, I, I kind of expect them to split the mop-up process for this backfield here. And so um, it could turn into something, but I'm not, I'm not rolling out Johnson as a starter right now. Uh, Zach Moss coming off a couple of inactives. He, he could be a good stash. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Keep an eye out for him, man. Shady, Shady's hurt. And if Fournette misses again, he might not play, you know, uh, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn, is trending up heavy right now. Ronald Jones just continuing to kind of trip over his own feet and get in his own way here. He could run away with this backfield and turn into a three-down back. You know, Arians has shown that he's willing to trust running backs with that huge role. He could run away with that right now, and he's not. He's mm-hmm. he's dropping passes left and right. He's fumbling. He's got all sorts of – he's missing pass blocks. He's got all sorts of injuries. Keyshawn Vaughn, Arians reported, his time is coming. Yeah. You know what? Talk to me a little bit about some of these wide receivers at Jacksonville. Uh, LaVisca Chenault getting quite a bit of utilization. Uh, and we've got a, a Keelan Cole trending down despite a reasonably solid baseline. Yeah, Cole has been one of those waiver wire guys where if you needed to pick up someone to start last second in a pinch, Cole was a good solid play. He, he has that solid baseline for you. Chenault looks like they're he's the game breaker and they're trying to get him involved. And so I'm... I think I lean a little bit more Chenault between the two, uh, especially with Cold kind of trending down over the past few weeks uh, stat-wise. Uh, with a plus matchup against Houston, he's getting quite a bit of utilization, man. I'm I'm in on LaVisca Chenault. Um, yeah. All right, we've got a couple of the names here too. Um, Zach Pascal with uh, Pittman and Paris Campbell out, getting some decent volume. I agree. Yeah, uh, Zach Pascal is is actually looked pretty decent uh, in the past, not just last week, but the week before as well. And so, uh, you know, Pascal kind of had this opportunity in this role last year and didn't really do much with it. We'll see if he's kind of a, keep an eye out for improvement. See if he looks consistent. If he looks consistently good, yeah, you can just only tr- trust him with Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman out because they they need somebody to go to. Yeah, and another name coming off the IR. Elshon Jeffrey. Yeah, keep an eye out for him, but, you know, Pittsburgh coming up. Not a great matchup. Yeah. All right, and then back to another streaming position with our tight ends. And there's some there's some very good options in this list here. Yeah, Dalton Schultz, my boy. Yeah. Ever, this guy is turning into an every week I'm talking about this guy, man. I'm pretty happy about it. Um, sad that it's not Blake Jarwin. <laughs> Mo Alley Cox against uh, Cleveland yep. at Cleveland. Uh, you know, he's a solid play. He's got a touchdown each of the last three weeks. Now, he doesn't have the volume floor. And, you know, you got Trey Burton back now who is getting a lot of target, leeching a lot of targets. But it's pretty clear that it seems to me that they want to use Mo Alley Cox when it comes to the red zone. And he looks like the end zone target. And so... With Gigantor out there just yell minging it over everybody. I don't I don't see this Colts team is gonna score. Yeah. And so I think that Moelle Cox is a pretty solid touchdown dependent play every week. Uh the Gronk, the Gronk at Chicago, that that could be a good one because uh we still have Godwin out. And with Mike Evans getting hurt, he's banged up. Scotty uh, Miller is banged up. You know, Gronk is one of like the last man standing. I mean, you got Justin Watson, but you're going to trust him to carry the whole load. OJ Howard's now hurt too, and so Gronk is a great pickup right now with with Howard being out for the season and no targets available. Yeah, kind of a a Tanyan type of thing. Um, speaking of Tanyan, you can hold him through the bye if if you're wondering. Uh, he, I think he, he, if you're not rostering one of the big names, yeah, go grab Tanyan, hold him through the bye because he could be an every week thing moving forward. I'm not saying that's Definite, but it's he's he's got the potential for it, and so you want to grab him early while he's cheap, right? And then Ebron at home against Philly may he might sneak a TD in this game. I he he should have a decent volume floor to at least avoid the goose. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You've got some potential deep dive targets on your waiver wire. Go take a look. See if some of those names are available. If you've got some IR space for some of your your studs that you've been starting the season with to move them down, maybe pick up a couple of these names. They might get you through the next few weeks while you're waiting out some injuries to come back and get you through some of the bye weeks, which we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later in the show. But for now, we want to move all the way down to our lovely stables. 
and go hold some horses. We've got some candidates here. I'm going to keep saying that until you stop laughing at it. <laughs> that might never happen. No, that's I'm, good. I'm goofy like that. <laughs> so you've got, you've got some names here, uh, and, and I'll, we'll, I'll feed you the first one. We've got Derek Carr coming off a solid performance against Buffalo. Yeah, I'm uh, not excited about him visiting KC, though. KC's defense has been pretty solid. I was a little bit worried about them losing Kendall Filler in the offseason, and yeah, man, they're not skipping a beat. They're yeah. looking great. Yeah. yeah, and Carr is definitely an up and down quarterback. I would I would not be streaming Derek Carr this week. All right, who else you got on your list? So I'm also going to talk about uh, Deshaun Watson here. You know, he's got a solid floor. He's not killing you. So you know, I understand that he's one of those. You're not really getting what you want out of him, but he's also not hurting you either. You know, he's he's, he's showing up in a solid fashion. And in a year where the quarterbacks are kind of dominating, it's kind of unfortunate to be starting Deshaun Watson right now. But you can continue to roll him out waiting for the big beast mode game. I mean, Bill O'Brien's gone now. To be honest with you, I'm interested in at least holding some of these Texan pieces and kind of seeing what it looks like with new head coaching and um I was not a fan of the offensive game plan under Bill O'Brien, and so I'd like to see if that changes at all, and we'll see what it looks like moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'm even kind of interested in holding Brandon Cooks for now, even after the goose. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Swift uh, seeing double digits. Uh, this is one this I'm week. interested in. Yeah, I'm sure you are. However, he was only on 37% of snaps and had yeah. eight total touches, man. Uh, Adrian Peterson is still going to carry the bulk of the workload, and then you still have Kerryon Johnson who's going to get carries on top of it. Uh, barring injury, I'm not excited about any Detroit Lion backfield piece right now. Uh, Joshua Kelly with more opportunities coming his way. Watch for Justin Jackson to kind of you know take quite a bit of that work away. Um, they also have a very good run defense in New, in New Orleans. I'm <sighs> Joshua Kelly. I want to be excited about, but it's just it's it's not the part of the schedule. The, the timing does the stars are not aligning for him right now, and so. I'm not overly excited about the expanded work role he's going to be seeing himself in. Tyler Lockett, you can hold your horses on only to say, don't panic. It happens. He's an every week starter. Relax. It happens to everybody. Yep. Well, there you go. Some names that could be led to water but can't be forced to drink it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you writing these down ahead of time? Nope. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of them while you're talking. <laughs> no, but there, there, there so you that's go. what you're doing. Yeah, there you go. Our hold your horses candidates for week five uh and we're also going to go back to a segment we introduced last week our dfs smash plays now i am not a dfs player myself and i don't know a heck of a lot about the strategy but you've got some good advice on some potential either value plays or must-haves so you're going to run down a list for us of some of those big smash plays for all the dfs players out there that are looking to get their boost in daily fantasy and make some money Sure. If you if you if you're if you're not a DFS player uh, and you don't know what DFS is, it's daily fantasy um, sports. It listen to our last week's podcast. We need the views anyway. Uh, we explained it thoroughly there. So I'm going to run through some players for you real quick. Uh, for the the big money bangers at quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray against the Jets and Russell Wilson at home against Minnesota. Those should be smash plays. Yep. Uh, if you're looking to save some money, Teddy B against Atlanta. I am all over that. James Robinson uh, in Houston should also be a solid play. If you're looking to save some money at the running back position, maybe for like an RB2, um, Devontae Freeman against Dallas may not be a bad play. Now, it's a complete long shot, and this is completely playing with fire. Don't don't get, don't don't hear what that's, I'm not saying. That's I'm, what gambling's all about. But that's what get, it, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? right? And if, if you got to take a shot on somebody, I'd really like to see if he blows up, man, the, you're just winning everything everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against the Jets. Are you kidding me? That's, <laughs> that's not even uh, okay. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson, depending on how much you're uh, how you're managing your budget, budget Thielen and Jefferson are are, are great um, great plays this week as well. George Kittle against Miami, smash play. Uh, and I'll just I'll dial up Dalton Schultz against New York again. Why not? You know, uh, absolute play there for sure. Well, there you go. If you're a DFS player, we'd like to see how those smash plays work out for you. Let us know how you're doing there. Yeah, that's not how much money we win you. Yeah, exactly. I don't play myself. Right, exactly. <laughs> we'd, love to, we'd love to hear that we're making your day a little bit better because of, hey, not just good advice to win your fantasy season, but to make some money. Yeah, for sure. You can have, if, you're a gam- if you're the gambling tech, now I'm not. I, I, I Honestly, I don't have anything against gambling. I just honestly, I don't like losing money for any reason <laughs> whatsoever, whether you know I'm taking a risk sure. or you know in any situation. So I just don't gamble. Um but if you are, these are the guys you want to look at, man. Um, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, 
We usually like to round out our show with a little trip to the hometown corner. Being the Shy Guys football podcast, we like to talk about our hometown, Chicago Bears. Hey, this is my segment. Don't take this away from me. Well, I'm just giving you a nice lead in here, letting the people know what's going on. <laughs> this will always be a thing. This will. Go ahead. My little corner. All right, coming off a tough loss against the, the Colts at home, the first question that still needs to be addressed is the quarterback position. Full disclosure, I'm not a professional scout, right? But this is what I see, okay? It, for me, it's it's easy, it's easy to see why Mitchell Trubisky won the starting job in the preseason. He is clearly the more talented quarterback from a physical what-he-can-do perspective. You know, His downside is that he's struggling to run Matt Nagy's offense, right, and fully take charge of it. Instead, Coach Nagy feels like he needs to you know, micromanage and babysit Mitch every time he's got him at the helm. So the benefit of switching to Foles is that Coach Nagy gets a guy that can open up his offense and really utilize the, you know, the little idiosyncrasies in, to, to great success. Well, almost. <laughs> I think we mostly saw that in Sunday's game. Foles definitely looked more comfortable running the, the offense, and knew, he knew pre-snap where he wanted to go with the ball. But herein kind of lies the problem, right? Foles struggled with ag- accuracy and execution. That's the running it's a great success part. From watching, it looks to me that Foles is the type of quarterback that diagnoses the defense and is willing to commit to a receiver that is not the primary for the play. This is exactly the part that Coach Nagy wanted, right? This is not what Mitch, Mitch was locked onto his primary read every single time, mm-hmm. right? And so the problem is... He didn't have any. He doesn't have any chemistry with any of his receivers, and when he's throwing to a spot, he hasn't had many reps to begin with with these these guys. These throws were largely not where they needed to be, and so I, I think some of this will resolve itself for obvious reasons. However, I really would like to see Nick Foles be just a little bit more patient with his throws and really hang in the pocket just a little bit longer. He was getting rid of them really early. He was zipping them in there when the play wasn't developed yet. If he can just be a little bit more patient, I think then. We could see the execution get at least a little bit closer to where we need it to be. I'm not com- completely convinced Foles is ever going to be that guy. But um, if he could be a little bit more patient, that would go a long way to bringing him sure. there. Uh, going after the running game, we have to address it, it was non-existent. The offensive line just got no push today. Uh, you know, after the previous, or I shouldn't say today, last weekend, after the previous performances, I'm not willing to you know push the panic alarm just yet. However, it is worth monitoring since this is really the first test of the season that these guys have had, and they didn't pass. Um, the defense is hyper talented. You can see that on an individual level. I think I talk about this every week, letting up far too much production from what you can expect to see from this group though. I, I've been overly critical of coach Pagano up to this point for being far too passive with this unit. And I'd really like to see them pin their ears back early and really get upfield almost regardless of down and distance. I want to see these guys get nasty and really get after the quarterback. Watching these guys play, I I wouldn't say that they're they're not playing hard. They are. It's visible. You can see it. But I get the impression of kind of a relaxed demeanor, you know, particularly in between plays. And I'd like to see that these guys really develop their proud identity that they had back in 2018 and really bear down moving forward. Bear down, Chicago Bears. We should get that soundbite for the <laughs> podcast, man. Yeah, we could we could we could play it in the background while I'm talking. That'd be a great addition. Hey, always improving, always, always improving. improving. The We're show. Oh, keep it, you know, and and that makes a good point. That's that's one of the things I wanted to address this week. And uh, you got visitors outside your window, by the way. You know, with our podcast, we are constantly, we're still trying to find our rhythm. We're still trying to improve things. We're still tweaking things. I, I'm tweaking things every single week. And so keep an eye out for that. We're going to be changing things up. But, you know, just stick with us. We're getting better and better, I think. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're doing this. And you guys are a big part of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sticking with us. And thank you for that lovely hometown corner this week for a, a week four You are very up. welcome. <laughs> Well, as we start to get a close on our, our week four and then we're looking ahead to week five, uh, a couple of things to note. Uh, moving into week five and, and even into week six is when we're going to start to see the bye weeks start to creep up. And there's been a lot of juggling around with bye weeks as some of the COVID games have switched around. But it's going to be very important that you start looking ahead now. Which of your teams, which of your players are coming up on bye weeks that you're going to need to swap them out? You're going to need to pick someone up. That's going to run for just that week. And, and and seeing how many of your players you didn't realize all overlapped on bye weeks, and you may just have to drop an entire week because all of your best players have overlapping bye weeks, which is a, not a good place to be in. But you know what? One game doesn't lose you a season, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, very well put. Uh, very well put. Uh, keep an eye out for Green Bay and Detroit this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are the teams on buy. So make sure that you're managing your rosters and just as you're trading, make sure you're taking a look, you're starting to take a closer look at that, the bye week stuff now. Yeah. 
And you've got some advice for our players out there that's uh, a little bit applicable to our records so far in, <laughs> in redraft in, in redraft. redraft yeah in dynasty i'm still killing it um yeah so it so here's the pep talk part right if, if you're you know oh and four one and three even two and two really you know you're gonna see a lot of ebbs and flows throughout the fantasy football season don't give up just yet don't be that guy that just stops playing and stops managing his roster and stops you know you, he's got people on bye weeks and the starting lineups going against other opponents and things like don't give up on your league don't be that guy you know, you want to be the, the, the good league mate, the guy that's, you know, invited back year after year, the guy that's uh, winning league titles. And that's what we're here to help you with. Pay, keep Stick with us throughout the season. We're going to help guide you guys through to managing the waiver wires, managing these injuries, targets for your trades. You know, it, email us your questions. Tweet at us. Text me. I don't care. <laughs> we'll answer your questions and we'll help you run your successful fantasy football season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, we will bring a close to our week four episode. We want to thank you for watching the Shy Guys football podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment down below on our YouTube channel. You can also email us at shyguysfootball at gmail.com or tweet at us at shyguysfootball on Twitter. We want to hear about some of your big wins, some disappointing losses, maybe things you, you have questions about if you want to get some of your content either into our mailbag segment or into our bit of our, our lightning round segment that we can maybe start help trash you. or trash or start wait sit. <laughs> I, I lost it what is it help start me stash or trash thank you this is why you're the host <laughs> this, this is why i'm the host <laughs> and you know what the reason i didn't say it the first time is because i thought i might get a little tongue-tied on it saying yeah it. i took I, I took the leap that regrets were made <laughs> yeah exactly so trying to try to figure that uh we also would would love it if you would like our videos and subscribe to our videos that really helps the channel grow we can get more people in keep an eye out we're, we're targeting 100 subscribers, and we are going to be doing a giveaway to all of our subscribers. Some nice NFL-related merch. Yeah, gear. Some, you know, some jerseys, some pictures, you know, uh, whatever we get. Footballs, helmets, mini helmets, whatever we, we can get our hands on. Yeah, so we're going to find some cool stuff, and we'll be we doing got some more stuff of that. coming. We got, we do got some stuff coming. So yes. we have something for you guys. So make sure you share the videos around, get people to, to get your friends to subscribe, so we can bring up that subscriber count, and you can win something fun to have in your little corner of your house in your football corner all right until next week best of luck on all of your waiver wire picture trades going into week five and we will see you see next, you next time. time peace out